As sports fans, we love when our favorite teams get hot, go on a roll. They experience seasons of success. And then sometimes they fall off track. The next year, they're not the same team. And we want to see them get back and return to the team that they're capable of being. What about for you and I? In life, when we get off track, when things seem out of sync, what do we need to do? We need to return. But how? And what does that mean? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about. Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to... I want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by my co-host, Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the UNC Tar Heels. Last year, they were in the national championship. They came into this season as the number one team. And will they return to this year's NCAA tournament? That is the question. And so we'll have some fun unpacking what it looks like to return in life and faith. And and most importantly, what does it look like to really return to God? And so look forward to that conversation today. So glad you're with us. For those of you watching on YouTube, we're so glad to have you. Facebook. Twitter, LinkedIn, we're on all of those different platforms. Also, our our podcast listeners, uh, we love you. Apple, Spotify, anywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, You can also see us now on Fig Tree TV. We're also coming to Abundant TV. And so uh, we we just continue to uh, take advantage of the opportunities for for more people to to check out Unpacking It. And so we're so grateful and, and very encouraged uh, by you, our, our listeners and our viewers, and always love hearing from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com is my email. And if you go to our website, unpackingit.com, you can also subscribe to our free email devotional for sports fans. And, and so we send it out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, similar topics to what we discuss here on the podcast. And so encourage you to sign up today if you haven't already, unpackingit.com. We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. I just got a fresh bag of coffee in the mail. It came quickly. It was delicious. I had a friend in town. He was visiting from India and put together a nice little pot of coffee, Sugar Creek Coffee, shared it with him. He liked it as well. And so I encourage you to visit SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. And my, my buddy that was was with me, he goes, hey, well, do you have like a special a special you know code or discount? I said, hey, I use the discount. I use the code. It's the unpack. That's that's the one. It's the one for me. It's the one for you as a listener. So so we we could both take advantage of the promo code uh, unpack. So sugarcreekcoffee.com at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters. They specialize in handcrafted small batch artesian roasted coffee. I got the light roast. I'm a light roast guy. Uh, and so it's, it's fantastic. All right, Luke, 
I know you're a coffee guy as well. Do you go do you go light roast, dark roast? What, what what's your blend of choice? Yeah, yeah, team light roast, which is a ah, go. somewhat recent discovery. I was a team dark roast for for a while, but the fruity aromas, the sweet acidity of the light roast. <laughs> some some you probably think I'm kind of a coffee snob, but light 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 roast is where it's at. I, uh, it. I my my recent bag from Sugar Creek is the Panama Geisha, is uh, what I'm what I'm sipping on. Amazing like coffee, delicious, fantastic. Well, it is March. It's March Madness time, and of course, as a Duke fan, Saturday night it was great. Duke beat Carolina for the second time this year. It doesn't make up for last year's unfortunate final game at Cameron Indoor when oh. UNC beat Duke. So I'll get that out of the way. That, that's it's still unfortunate. However, I can't help as a college basketball fan to just think about UNC because they were in the national championship last year. They lost to your Kansas Jayhawks, Luke, yep. but they were an awesome team. And then they brought back essentially everybody. Brady Manick uh, graduated, but the majority of the team returned. They were the number one team in the preseason polls coming into this year. And they just have underperformed and not had a good year. And the idea that, you know, the beginning of the season is like, all right, will they, you know, get back into the the national championship and, and win it this time. Now the question is, will they actually return to the NCAA tournament with only 19 wins in the regular season season? You know, they've got to get hot in the ACC tournament. And, and so depending on when you're listening to this, I don't know if they've already, maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they've gotten hot or, or maybe they've already lost, but, but pretty crazy to think that UNC is at this point uh, one year later with like you said, returning most of their roster. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Brady Manick was the key, but that's it. I mean, last year, Baycott was the, the key to everything and Caleb love. Those guys are back. I mean, and yeah, they brought up pretty much everyone back. And to be up 15 on my Hawks in the national championship game. And then now here's, here's the reality. If their name was not North Carolina, they're not making the tournament. So they, at the moment, they should not get in. But that is astonishing. And then I totally oh, forgot they were the pre, they were the number one team in the country to start the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. That, that, that's hard to comprehend at this point. It, it really is. And so when we think back, we, it was a, a year ago, Carolina got so hot in the tournament. You know, it started with the big win to, to end the regular season you know, at Duke, and, and they did pretty well in the ACC tournament, but then yeah. got hot in, in the NCAA tournament. And, and to, you know, to beat Duke again in the Final Four? Oh, my goodness. So here, that's the team that if you're a fan, you're going, wait a second. I want to see that team again. I want to. Re- I want. To, I want them to return to playing with that kind of chemistry, with that sort of you know inside outside game where you know, they're in sync and they're moving the ball and and they can beat you in multiple ways and they're 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 a tough team and no in some ways they they, they played better toward the end of the season they played Duke tough that game could have gone either way it was another competitive game, um, but overall this year they have not been the same team and so they need to return to that. And and I know that fans are are clamoring for that uh, and and hoping that they can they can turn things around. And so, go ahead, Luke. I, I was going to say, uh, I don't want to be Mister Homer here, but in a similar light, my beloved Aggies have we have seen them return 
So you get to claim Kansas and Texas A&M for all the new listeners. Yes. You have two teams. Diehard die hard Jayhawk my whole life. My mom's from Kansas, so she indoctrinated me, and then I went to A&M for school. <clears throat> but at the end of last season, A&M went on a huge run to the SEC tournament championship game and lost. And then Buzz Williams made this huge public demonstration on we should be in the tournament. Then they, they don't get in, but they make it to the NIT championship game. So going into this season, we're thinking as fans, all right, Buzz Ball is working. Buzz Williams, the experiment is here. It's working. And then you have one of the worst starts to the season of any Division One team in the country. Awful losses. It's atrocious. And we're thinking, what is this team? We thought they're making progress, and now they they are looking worse than last year. But then, fifteen and three in SEC play, solo second in the regular season standings. So A and M's back, ready for a March run. They they have they have returned that that, that team that that got hot at the right time last I year. Know. They returned. Up. It looked I, grim. I, I, it looked grim to start, but they have returned. I, I love it, and and so. Whoever your favorite team is, even in other sports, you can identify with this concept and thinking about, all right, will my favorite franchise return to the playoffs? When will they return to the Super Bowl? When will they return to the World Series? And so when will your Panthers return? When will they? When they will, will they return to relevancy and, and <laughs> legitimacy? And, and so all of these kind of questions you know, pop up as, as sports fans because we think back to seasons of greatness and especially if we've seen our team go on a roll before and we've seen what it looks like to be a, a, a great team. And, and especially if it's only a year difference, we're like, Oh, we got to get back to that. We, we know that what this team is capable of. We want to see that. And so when it comes to our, our own lives, this concept of returning is, is worth unpacking today because there are times in life when we do get on a roll, we're in a groove, we're on a good streak and then we just fall off and, and, and we need to get, you know, we need to return and get back on track. And so, you know, maybe that means that, that we find ourselves you know, out of sync and, and we're frustrated by decisions that we're making or we're lacking discipline or, you know, we're just kind of longing to return to when things were really rolling in, in our life. And, and you can look at different areas of, of your life where that, that may be the case. And we just, you know, maybe it means you want to return to the gym or you want to return to healthy eating or even return to a hobby that, that used to bring you a lot of enjoyment um, or maybe returning to meaningful relationships that have sort of fallen off. And, and it's going to take some intentionality and effort to get those, those going again. But what we really want to focus on today, because all those things are important, and even I think in marriage, returning to maybe things that you used to do early in your marriage that, that, that laid a great foundation that maybe you've drifted away from, uh, getting back to that. All of those things are good, and I think they, they fit into this, this topic today. But most importantly, when and how do we need to return to the Lord, return to God? In what ways have we drifted and gotten off course in our journey with Jesus, and, and we need to experience return. And so, Luke, when you, when you hear this word, return, what, what, what comes to mind first and, and th this concept and how it resonates with you? Yeah, I think, um, it, and I think it's easy for people to maybe be hearing this, and if you're feeling convicted on, gosh, I've been blowing it, I need to return, like, 
the reality is that's the life of a follower of Jesus is a couple steps forward, one step back, a couple steps forward. Like as we continue to conform to the to be more like Jesus, like we still are wrestling with sin in our own lives. God's working on our hearts to remove sin. We are uh, trying to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit to remove sin. So this this idea of of returning, it shouldn't be this, oh, I can't believe I have to return again, or it shouldn't necessarily be this scary thing. It's just a reality as a follower of Jesus. And then we know that who we're returning to actually draws near to us rather than, oh, you need a return? No, uh, maybe try to get to me because I don't really have any interest in you anymore. No, mm-hmm. God meets us with such grace and love and compassion. It's we can we can draw near to Him with confidence and with uh, eagerness because we know that He's going to receive us with such compassion. Amen. And and I, I want to unpack that more uh, as we get through this. But um, I think first off, it's okay, evaluating in our lives, am I drifting and, and figuring out, wait, do I need to return? And, and in what ways? And, and, and what, what is causing me to actually drift and get out of sync? And so you know, going back to the, the, the Tar Heels, them figuring out, wait, what is so different about this year compared to last year? And, and so sometimes for us, you know, we, we may drift, and, and I always want to start with, are we spending time with Jesus, are we committed to you know prayer and and reading His Word? That's that's the that's the key. Like that's that's what unlocks our joy and peace and, and life with Him, and and of course the Spirit within us. But 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 that that time with Him, cultivating that relationship with Him, empowers us then to go about our day. Mm-hmm. And so if we think back, I know for me, if I start to realize like I just feel feel off. I'm out of sync. I'm, I, things aren't right. And then I think about, well, man, the last few days I have, I haven't spent quality time with the Lord. It's been rushed or it hasn't, hasn't happened at all. I didn't even, I didn't even get into to God's word yesterday. So no wonder I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little off. And, and so there are times then too, you may go through a whole season where you're really just kind of drifting. You're, you're, you're not getting up early anymore. And you think back to a year ago and you go, man, things were, I was, I was really, on fire for God and things were really you know, rolling and happening. Well, what's different now? Well, I haven't been putting the, the, the time and effort and, and the enjoyment of, of being with him. So that's one thing for me that, that, that I got to go there first. I got to start yeah. there first. Well, I think that's important because when we are reflecting on, I'm not how I used to be in regards to how I'm relating to God. Or I'm not really as on fire for God as I once was. It's important to, Okay, where do I begin? Because that can be an overwhelming thing on, gosh, last year this time was a great season. I know I'm not experiencing that now, but how do I even begin to think of how to get back to that? Well, it's we, we got to start with, with the, the simple foundation, the foundational things. So like you're saying, time in God's Word. We need to be saturated by God's Word because this is how He's revealed Himself primarily is by His Word and through mm. His Son. And... In addition to that, praying. I, I mentioned uh, a Charles Spurgeon quote uh, last episode on what's more important, reading God's Word or praying, and he says, what's more important, breathing in or breathing out? Both are vital to our relationship with God. 
And then thirdly, I think what's what's really important as we're as you evaluate, man, why why is why is my experience different than it was this time last year or this time ten years ago? Is or are you spending time with God's people as well? Mm, or are you right. isolated? So in addition to reading God's word and praying, maybe you've been doing those things, but maybe you've been doing it in complete isolation and you have no Christian community, you're not part of a small group, maybe you haven't been to church in a while. That's that's a really important thing as well, in addition to reading the Bible and praying. Absolutely. So what? where do we need to return? Do we need to return, or, or how do we need to return? Return to God's Word. Return to a vibrant prayer life. Return to community. Return to church. Return to serving. Return to, to generosity. A lot of ways that we can get off track and, and just not be on a roll anymore. And we got to, we got to return. We got to return. And, and so there are times where, whether it's busyness, it's distractions of the world that, that get us off track. Sometimes it's, it's sin. We're, we're just caught up in sin. We're trapped in sin. And, and that's pulling us away and, and, and causing our, our eyes to, to look elsewhere. Um, and so we have to return ultimately to the Lord and, and so if you look in, in the Bible, Lamentations 340, it, it challenges us by saying, let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. And so each one of us has to examine, and that, that word pops up almost every week on this show. We got to examine and, and, and look at our hearts, ask the, the Holy Spirit to, to reveal things to us and, and illuminate things in, his, in, in God's word to us to, to help us understand and take a real honest look at our lives to say, all right, yeah, this is, this is not, not right. Or this is where I've, I've gotten off track and, and let me return. Let yeah, me return. It's important to, to be reminded from, from, from the testimony of God's word is we return because ultimately that's the best way. That is the, the best way to live is returning to the will of God, returning to what plans God has for us. Amen. And living in that way. Amen. That's it. Because, yeah, because eventually we'll realize, yeah, this, I don't, I, I want to go back to when things were rolling. Well, why were things rolling? Because we were, we were seeking the Lord wholeheartedly. And, and, and we were maybe operating in, in key spiritual disciplines that, that, that allow us to, to flourish and experience, you know, fruit. And we're, we're, we're more in sync with the Holy Spirit and, and we're hearing, God's voice. And, and so he's, you know, we're more aware of how he's leading and guiding us. And so we've got to get, get back to that, return to that. Now, for some people, maybe you've never experienced some of that. And so you got to, you got to get there. Uh, but, but for those of us that, that have been, you know, walking with the Lord for a while, we got to return to, you know, some of those seasons where we were experiencing some, some of those, uh, you know, the wonderful uh, results and, and, and fruit, the fruit, the fruit of the life with, with Jesus. Um, and so if we actually go back to the Old Testament a little bit, there is a, a lot, a theme throughout the Old Testament is God's people returning to him and him calling his people to return, to, to return. And, and so a big part of returning is repenting, acknowledging, all right, here, here this is where I've sinned. This is how I've sinned. I'm, I'm stopping and turning toward you again, turning toward, like you were saying, Luke, your way, your will. And, and so if we look at, uh, there's a conversation between the prophet Jeremiah and God in Jeremiah 15, verse 19 says, 
This is how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. And so, Luke, what about that word restore and, and how key that is in the midst of returning? Yeah, I think that goes back to what, what I was saying earlier is God's compassion in his response to us returning. It's mm. not this condemnation, this rebuke. Like God is so much more kind than we give him credit for, especially when we are in moments of fearful of return. What's mm. God going to think? What's he going to do? Well, actually, he is incredibly kind, incredibly compassionate, and he has made a promise to ultimately if we if we have been made alive by the Holy Spirit because we are in Christ, we are going to be more and more like Jesus. God's going to sanctify us by his spirit and ultimately we're going to be glorified and resurrected and we're going to live eternally with God. And and scripture's made it clear that God desires to make us more like the Son. He desires to lead us more and more into his will. And he's made it clear that living in his will is a far better life than trying to pursue our own will. So restoration, and I've seen it in my life time and time again, when I'm struggling with sin, when I'm struggling in any area of my life, and I repent and I return to God, he meets me where I am, he's kind and compassionate, and usually he reminds me of that through his word, especially, but especially through uh, godly friends and godly community who remind me of God's desire for me, mm. and God restores me, mm. and he removes that sin and helps me grow in it. He's never cast me away because I failed in return. It's always, all right, this is where we're at. It's time to to bring new life into this area. And, and that can't be said enough as far as he he welcomes us, he receives us willingly, with his love, with his grace, with his kindness, uh, you use the word compassion as well. Yeah, and, and um, willing, and, not begrudgingly. Oh, he's he's back again. No, he is eager to show his compassion toward us because he knows his way is the best way for us. He desires our good, which is ultimately what his standard of good is. Mm. He's going to be kind and compassionate. It's not this, oh, I, Luke again? Are you kidding me? Again? No, it's, please, come to me. I, I desire you to follow my ways. But oftentimes, when people get off track and you allow shame to, to take over and dominate your thoughts, feelings, you know, whatever that, that looks like, it prevents you or you feel like, ah, I'm too far gone. I've, I've drifted too far. And the reminder for us today is... He, he, he's calling us to return. And, and, and yes, we re repent, we acknowledge our sin, and, and we return to him, and, and he's, he's ready. He's ready to restore. He's ready to build us, build us back up to, to serve him, to, to send us back out to, to do his will. Um, but we've got to, we've got to return. And, and we've, got, we've, got to make, we've got to make that decision to, to stop, to stop. All right, me, I'm going the wrong way. I'm off track. I don't, I don't want this anymore. And so sometimes, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, it's just tomorrow I'm getting up early. Tomorrow I'm getting up, to, I'm getting up early to be with God. And no more excuses. Whatever. I'm going to return to him tomorrow morning. 
yep. and it's it's now. Let's do and it. I, I think what's also important here is God doesn't just welcome us kindly when we return, but he helps us return as well. Mm. I, I have tried many times in my life to fight sin with willpower, mm. and that is a very short-term solution. I, even to think of, all right, I'm going to wake up early. Well, great desire, but if I am trying to do that in my own strength, that's not going to last very long. Like, God's so compassionate that even when we ask him, God, help me to return, that's right. He's going to do that. Very good. And yes. give us the power and the strength to actually return to him. And because again, and I'm sure we've all to some extent experienced this desire to, I mean, certainly we all do to operate in our own strength. But I know for me, it's easy to get in this willing yourself to make change. But I, I, that seems to be a very short term solution rather than God, I desire to change but I really need your help to return fully, or I'm just not going to do it. Absolutely. And, and here's, a, here's a fun prayer to pray. Wake me up at the right time tomorrow. Wait, wake me up. Don't even set an alarm. Don't even set, ask God to wake you up. And, and it'll be a reminder that, that he's the one that, that gives you the strength to, to get up. Um, so it's, <laughs> he'll do it. He'll wake you up. If you have a, if you have a willing heart to say, hey, I want to I I meet with you tomorrow morning, wait, wake me up at the, at the time you think is best. So, um, so I encourage you to do that. Uh, one last verse, Hosea 12, six tells us, therefore return in repentance to your God, observe and highly regard kindness and justice and wait expectantly for your God continually. And, and so, uh, again, throughout the Bible, there, there are times where God continues to, to encourage us to return, repent and, and return. Any other stories that, that jump out to you uh, with, with that theme in mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the <laughs> what we see reading through the book of Judges is, again, as we've been talking about God's grace and compassion, the amount of times that, that the people of Israel fail, return, fail, return. It's this cycle of constantly mm. failing, then God meets them, raises up a godly leader, they return, then they fail again. And God's, God's commitment to continue to bring restoration and bring about return just shows that he desires us to, to return to him. It is, judges, is it, it shows the depravity and how low the people of Israel got, and yet God was still bringing about return and restoration. So I, I think that Judges, though it's grim, it's also a really encouraging book to read on, you know, God really is for us, and he desires us so strongly to be in his will that he's going to bring it about. Mm. Now, it's not an excuse to like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stay in my sin until God brings it about. No, there is, we have a responsibility. Let's not, let's not get that wrong. But we should not be worried that, oh, I'll never be able to return. It's too hard. It's too impossible. No, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Mm. No, like we have responsibility as well, but ultimately God desires to bring about return and restoration, and he will do it because that's his will. It's good stuff. Well, let's, let, let's kind of evaluate our own lives today, and, and Luke, you and I can share as we wrap things up maybe how this practically plays out for us as well. But, but 
for everybody to kind of consider, all right, what causes you to turn away from God? Or what has caused you to, to turn away from God? And so examine your hearts, ask God to, to examine your hearts. And then, you know, what do you need to do to return? And, and I think what Luke was saying is we've got to ask God to give us that, that strength and ability and, and to lead us, you know, back to him. And, and, and we need to ter- fix our eyes on him and, and to return. Um, and, and so then specifically, you know, what are things that we need to return to so we return to god but do we need to return to prayer do we need to return to the bible do we need to return to church do we need to return to small group uh do we need to to return to serving and and so think about those seasons in life where you were on a roll things were happening what were those spiritual disciplines what were those you know activities that that were going on um and, and ultimately again like i said at the beginning rooted in time with god and 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 being filled up with him and in his presence. And so we talk about that all the time because that's the key. We got to do this with him. Can't do this on our own. We're not living this Christian life based on, you know, uh, our own idea of things or, or hmm. culture or anything like that. It's, it's him, God, he's real. He's with us. He wants us to, to, to return and, and, and walk with him moment by moment, day by day. Um, so Luke, what's something practical that, that you need to return to or, or how does this hit you personally? And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up. Yeah, I was convicted this past week. Um, so we've been moving from to a different home, and I've noticed this in myself just in the past as well. On when I have a lot of stuff to get done, the priority of time in God's Word quickly goes down the mm-hmm. ladder. And I noticed that the past probably ten days of as we're moving stuff, we're organizing the house is chaos, um, which. My wife doesn't love that, so that I'm like, I want to be good husband mode, organize even more <laughs> because it's going to make her happy. And then I sat down and realized, it's like, man, I have abandoned my rhythm of time in God's word. Mm. It, and I was thinking, it's just unfortunate that stressful circumstance of needing to get a lot of things done, one of the more important things that I could do every day it just got knocked off its rhythm completely. And so I was, I've was i been convicted of that the past probably 24, 36 hours on, all right, how can I prevent that from happening in the future? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to be perfect in reading God's Word, but how can I at least return to God, certainly return to back to that rhythm, but also return to Him in a way where I have preparation in place to when, when stressful things come into my life or when I have a lot of things to get done that I maintain that rhythm. So that, that's been the, the recent conviction for me. And there's grace, grace in that there's understanding in that, but, but it's a good, good realization for sure. Uh, for me, two things that I, that I want to return to things that, that, that worked well and experienced joy fruit when I was doing those. The first thing journaling, I've gotten away from it. I used to be a consistent journaler, not every day, but, but regularly. And, and really documented prayers and documented key moments that in life that God showed up and or questions or all of my frustrations would get them down on paper and, and really, you know, just a sort of a, a practice and act of, of giving it to God uh, just in a written form just worked well for me. I've gotten away from it. I want to return to that. Um, I also want to return to praying verses of the Bible, Scripture, 
for people individually. So there's power, of course, in God's word, but there's power in using those as prayers for people. So it's great to pray for people, and then you add in the power of of scripture to that. Um, it's a really good practice, and and I think it's important too. We talked about prayer last week on the show, but um, you know, consistently praying certain things, and then over a certain you know however long God decides to allow you to, to go through that season of waiting for him to answer, you keep after that, that prayer. Um, and so for, for me, I, I need to take a look at some of the people I'm praying for and what verses does God lead me to, to sort of connect to that person and pray that over them. Um, so anyway, that's a, uh, something for me I'd like to return to. Um, so we can hold each other accountable with that. And, uh, and I hope everybody else kind of examine where you're at. So for some of us, maybe it's a, a slight realignment for some people, you've really drifted from the Lord. You're, you're, you've walked so far away. It's been years. Time to return. Time to return to him. And he's waiting. He's ready. He loves you. And, and his grace and forgiveness is, is available. And, and so uh, let's trust him and return. Luke, all right, man. Great show. Good stuff today. Thanks, to everybody, for, for listening. I'm Bryce. He's Luke. This is the Unpacking It podcast. We're brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. Sugar Creek coffee.com. Use the promo code unpack. Well, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans, follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Return. I don't necessarily want UNC to return, but let's all return. And and hopefully you return next week. We'll be back, Lord willing, with the Unpacking It podcast. Have a great one.